Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. Last time, Montgomery the Moose and friends arrived back at Damariscotta Lake in Maine, where they settled down for the night to prepare for finding their way to a magical land, which seems to hold some family history for the two small humans known as Phoebe and Tamar. So today, let's find out what happened with the group next. As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. It was three o'clock in the morning, and Phoebe couldn't sleep. A few hours earlier, Roger the raccoon had woken up to explore the new area. Nighttime was her time to do things, after all. But that meant that Phoebe and Tamar couldn't cuddle with her anymore, and needed a new place to sleep. So they had built a lean-to. Tamar had fallen asleep right away, but Phoebe lay awake on her pile of leaves. Her mind kept imagining what they would find the next morning. Every time her tired body took over and sent her into sleep, her imagination ran wild, wondering about the magical land they were trying to find. In her dreams, she flew with her sister through a world that looked completely different than their own, made up of colorful shapes of different sizes. In her next dream, she was chasing a large dinosaur-like creature around a giant human city. And in her next, she and her mom were helping a girl her own size track down someone with magical powers. Every time she woke up, she was sore and uncomfortable, and with all the craziness of the last few days, it was hard to keep track of what was a dream and what was real. She looked over and saw that Tamar was still asleep, but it was starting to get light so she decided to get up. As tired as she knew she'd be, her mind was racing too much now to get back to sleep. As she walked out of the lean-to, she saw Roger a few feet away, munching on a slice of pizza. A real slice of pizza. Roger looked up at her. Oh, hi. Roger looked down at the pizza she was eating, then back at Phoebe to explain. There are some houses about 20 minutes from here. Houses with trash cans. Phoebe nodded. No matter how hungry she was, she would never eat cold pizza from a trash can, but she didn't feel like she needed to say that to Roger. I got some apples, too, Roger added, holding one out to share. Uh, Oh, Phoebe replied, not wanting to be rude. No, it's okay, Roger continued, seeing the look on her new friend's face. The apples are from an apple tree. You think it's like they just throw out a dozen apples? Phoebe looked and saw that Roger was surrounded by apples. She must have collected some for everyone. Now she felt bad for jumping to conclusions. I know, Roger said with shame. Not everyone likes to eat food from the trash. Her arm holding the apple lowered. Oh, it's all right, Phoebe replied, moving toward her and taking the apple from her hand. The apple was huge for Phoebe, almost as big as she was. She opened her mouth wide and took a bite. I'm sorry, she said through munching with a full mouth. I'm not used to having friends that do things so differently. Yeah, I know what you mean, Roger continued with a smile, looking over at their giant moose friend who was yanking his head out of a tree by the water's edge, trying to free his antlers from some low-hanging branches. With a loud rustle, followed by a crack, Montgomery the moose stumbled backwards and tripped, falling into the water. Phoebe and Roger laughed. As she watched Montgomery struggle to get back out of the water, though, Phoebe noticed something in the lake behind her large friend. After the splashing ended, her eyes focused and saw what it was. A small island. 
She ran back to the lean-to as fast as she could, and almost broke the whole thing apart as she bent down to go inside. Tamar, wake up! I think we found it! Tamar stirred, but was still half asleep. Huh? Found what? She replied groggily. The island! The island on the map! She reached down to dig the map out from the leaf pile and opened it up to show her sister. Look, she said excitedly, it's right out there! She pointed with her arm out, then realized that she was pointing in completely the wrong direction, then realized it didn't matter at all. Oh, Tamar replied, as if life was returning to her. Phoebe waited patiently while Tamar caught on to what she was saying. Tamar's eyes widened. Oh! Tamar jumped out of her makeshift bed, hitting her head on the top of the lean-to with an ow. The lean-to promptly fell apart around them. The two sisters climbed through the pile of sticks and ran towards the water. Phoebe held up the map to show Tamar and pointed to the island, about 200 feet from shore. Just like the one on the map, the island had one solitary tree on it, and just like on the map, the tree was tipped at an angle. Yeah, that's it, Tamar agreed. That's what? asked Montgomery the mouse, who had scampered over to see what was going on. That island, Phoebe explained, is the one we're looking for. Look! She showed her mouse friend the map. Roger came over to join them. Yep, looks like it, Montgomery the mouse replied, without any of the same excitement. I always knew there was something funny about that island. Montgomery the moose strolled over to join the group. What's going on? he asked. We need to get out to that island, Montgomery the mouse replied. Oh, okay, Montgomery the moose answered, without any further questions. He started walking toward the water, and the group moved quickly to climb on his back. Roger threw three apples up for the friends to eat, and then carried another as she scampered up to join them. The creatures did their best to eat while Montgomery the moose lurched into the water, but it wasn't easy, and over the course of a few steps they each gave up. As Montgomery made his way into deeper water and started swimming, they had to climb up to his head, and pretty soon Roger was the only one still holding onto an apple. Everyone else had let theirs float away in the water. Montgomery the moose seemed to be struggling as they got closer to the island, and he rocked back and forth. His small friends held on tight to his antlers. Uh, Montgomery the moose said, speaking for the first time since they entered the water. Maybe this was the wrong way to learn how to swim. What? Montgomery the mouse replied. You don't know how to swim? I thought all moose can swim. Well, yeah, they can, Montgomery the moose replied. If their mom's around to teach them. He sunk down into the water, leaving his friends to swim themselves. They could all swim a little, but the island was still quite a way away. Montgomery the moose raised his head out of the water, saying, It's okay, I'm alright, before sinking down again. While Phoebe, Tamar, and Montgomery the mouse struggled, Roger was having a great time with her apple. She held onto it and was joyfully pushing it underwater and watching it bob back up and jump out of the water when she let go. That's it, Phoebe shouted. We need the apples. They float. She looked around and noticed that the apples were about 20 feet behind them. But two of the apples were moving toward them, faster than apples usually float. As the apples got close, Phoebe saw what was pushing them. Two frogs. One of them was the same frog Montgomery the moose had eaten the night before. The other frog pushed one apple between Phoebe and Tamar, and the sisters held on to each side of the apple to stop it from rolling over. Montgomery the mouse, who had been given the other apple, wasn't so lucky. He tried climbing on top of it, but it kept rolling over, sending him under the water. 
The apple seemed to think it should be the one riding on top of Montgomery the mouse, but Montgomery was pretty sure it was supposed to be the other way around. After four or five attempts, Roger came over and held it in place for him, and the mouse finally made it on top. Roger held it between her front paws and pushed it toward the island. The frogs worked together to push Phoebe and Tamar's apple toward the island, too. It's okay, I'm alright, they heard Montgomery the moose say again as they climbed off the apples and onto the island. They looked back at the frogs and said their thank yous. See you, Walter, said one frog to the other. They're friendly. You weren't there last night, Wheezy, the other frog replied. That one tried to eat me, he added, motioning back to the struggling moose. He didn't mean to, Montgomery the mouse jumped in, defending his friend. It was an accident. Doesn't really matter if it's an accident when you're the one being eaten. Walter the Frog retorted. Phoebe and Tamar both nodded, agreeing that this was a fair point. Well, I'm sure he'd say sorry if he could, Montgomery the Mouse added. He looked out at his friend, who kept bobbing up out of the water to say it was okay and he was alright. Phoebe and Tamar left the conversation to look at the tree. Tamar pulled the map out from her pocket. It was wet, but the paper was thick parchment and hadn't been damaged in the water. The X on the map looked like it was right at the base of the tree, where the roots were exposed from the tree tipping to one side. Picking up some rocks to use as tools, they dug a little around the roots and heard a clang as they knocked into something solid. Metal, perhaps? There's something in here, Phoebe said excitedly. I knew it, Tamar replied. It's okay, I'm alright, Montgomery the moose added from the water before struggling and sinking back down under again. The sisters dug as much as they could, and the rest of the group joined them. They quickly realized they couldn't get any further, though. The roots had grown over whatever this was. They needed something stronger to break through them. You know what we need? Tamar asked the group. Ugh, I think I know the answer, Walter replied. We need that moose, don't we? The group nodded and looked out to where Montgomery was. But he wasn't there anymore. Instead, they just saw some bubbles. Montgomery? Montgomery the mouse asked before starting to panic. Montgomery? Right at that moment, they heard a deep rumble. The island and the water all around it started shaking. While most of the creatures panicked, Montgomery the mouse smiled and looked out at the water. The shaking became more intense, and pretty soon it felt like the whole island might fall over. Then, out of the water, Montgomery the mouse saw it. The big yellow machine. What is that? Walter asked. That, Montgomery the Mouse beamed with pride, that is my friend. The big yellow machine rumbled up onto the island, with Montgomery the Moose wedged into what was left of the cab. The creatures moved to the sides, out of the way of the large tracks, and in awe of what they were seeing. It's okay, I'm alright, Montgomery the Moose reassured everyone. Except, he added, seeing that the big yellow machine's excavator arm was about to hit the island's tree, Except, I don't know what I'm doing. He pressed any button he could find to stop it from hurting the tree. The machine ground to a halt, and instead the excavator arm jerked up and down, crashing into the exposed roots. Oh, I'm so sorry, Montgomery the Moose winced. I didn't mean to. No, it's okay, Phoebe and Tamar shouted out. Montgomery looked at them unconvinced. Really, it's okay. You're all right. 
The machine banged the roots, breaking them apart, before the moose accidentally pressed another button, and the excavator arm swung in a full circle, knocking the whole tree over, completely pulling out its other roots and sending soil and dirt through the air. Oh no, Montgomery and the moose said in embarrassment. It's okay, Phoebe and Tamar tried again. Roger climbed onto the still wet excavator and pressed a button to stop it. Look, now we can get that thing out, she told her moose friend. They both climbed off the big yellow machine and joined their friends. Phoebe and Tamar directed Montgomery the moose in wedging his antlers underneath the metal object, and they dug around it with Roger's help. Pretty soon, there was movement, and they got the whole thing out. It was a chest, not much bigger than Phoebe and Tamar themselves. It had a small lock on it, but Tamar was so excited that she pulled the lid hard, and the lock broke apart after years of wear and tear. Inside the chest was another map. Phoebe pulled it out and held it up against the map Tamar had brought. Sure enough, the rip along the bottom of the map they just found fit into the rip on the top of the map they brought with them. This is all part of the same map, Tamar said in wonder. And look, Phoebe added, another X on the side of that mountain. She pointed on the map and then looked up. To the west, they saw a mountaintop appearing above the trees on the shore, as if it had just arrived out of nowhere. Whoa, Montgomery the Moose exclaimed. I've never seen that before. Phoebe looked back into the chest and pulled out a gold key that looked like it could be hundreds of years old. Now that they had everything they needed, they decided to leave, but Montgomery the Moose felt he needed to put the tree back first. He climbed back into the big yellow machine's cab, but before he could press any buttons, Roger climbed in too and she pushed the right buttons to use the machine's claw to pick up the tree by one end and hold it over the hole in the ground. Wait, wait, came some shouting from the friends, and Roger realized that the tree wasn't going to stay standing by itself. Fortunately, though, Montgomery pressed the same button as before, and the arm jerked up and down repeatedly, knocking the tree further and further into the ground. When the arm let go, the tree was standing perfectly upright, and although they could tell their friends were saying something, the noise of the motor was too loud, so they decided they were done, and Montgomery decided to get back out, accidentally pressing the reverse button as he did so. The machine lumbered back into the water behind Roger and Montgomery. Oops, Montgomery concluded. Nah, we didn't need it anymore. No, not that. Roger followed Montgomery's gaze and immediately noticed what the friends had been yelling about. The trunk was straight but where the branches had been, Roger saw dirt-covered roots. They'd put the tree back in, upside down! The group gathered round, impressed and shocked by what had just happened. Oh well, Roger said with a shrug, close enough, and now it looks like one of those baobab trees in Africa. What? replied Montgomery the Moose. Never heard of it. Does the map say anything about this? Phoebe interrupted, holding up the gold key she'd found. No. Tamar replied, it just says, she held out the map to read it to everyone, the something something realms, I can't read it, looks like it's faded away, and then at the bottom there's a scribble, it says, chocolate lab? You think that's where all the chocolate comes from? They make it in the chocolate lab? Montgomery the mouse asked eagerly. I don't know, Montgomery the moose replied, but I know one thing, it sounds delicious! To be continued. 
you enjoyed what you just heard, we would love it if you would leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Both ratings and reviews make a huge difference in helping podcasts find a wider audience. And to make sure you don't miss out on any information about Tales from the Mooseiverse, please sign up for our newsletter on mooseiverse.com. That's where you'll find out about upcoming events, get writing tips you can use, and information about our upcoming Kickstarter campaign. You can be a huge part of bringing this season and future seasons of Tales from the Mooseiverse to life, and earn great rewards while doing so. Sign up to find out more, coming your way soon. This week, we had a great listener question from Ben, who lives in South Carolina. Ben asked if we can put a penguin and a polar bear in the stories. Thanks for the question, Ben. You never know when a penguin and a polar bear may show up. But this also gives me a chance to share a little behind-the-scenes look at the Mooseiverse stories. These started as bedtime stories that I told my own kids, and occasionally we would bring in characters from other stories we loved. One of the characters who still shows up in the bedtime stories even now is the North Polar Bear. He's a character from one of our favorite books, Letters from Father Christmas, written by J.R.R. Tolkien, who later wrote The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings series. North Polar Bear is a clumsy polar bear who is constantly breaking things at Santa's workshop and causing all sorts of problems in the run-up to Christmas. So in our bedtime stories, he would occasionally be banished from the North Pole and visit Maine instead. You can see how he would fit in perfectly in the Mooseiverse. Montgomery and Montgomery even visited the North Pole once, and when Santa's sleigh broke down, Santa used Spaceship, who you met a few episodes ago, to deliver the presents on Christmas night. Unfortunately, it's unlikely that the North Polar Bear will show up in the official Tales from the Mooseverse podcast, but you might enjoy reading letters from Father Christmas and telling your own stories about what he and the Mooseverse characters might get up to. Speaking of which, we'd love to hear your stories. In our latest newsletter, we offered a storytelling tip where you think about something you've done recently and imagine what your favorite fictional character would do in that situation. So we'd love to hear a story about any of the Mooseiverse characters doing something you've done recently. You can send us your stories about any of these characters or any others you think would fit in the Mooseiverse. You can record a story yourself on audio or video or write it or even send in pictures. We'll include some on our website, mooseiverse.com, and we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. Who knows? Maybe your idea will come to life in the Mooseiverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time.